it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to Hurt at Sports Radio. Kicking off hour number three here on Hurt at Sports Radio on AM 590 ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri-Cities. And for this 9 o'clock hour, KFOR in Lincoln. If you've been in a personal injury accident with all this crazy snow and ice and nonsense that we call winter in Nebraska... Dyer Law has you covered. If you've been in a personal injury accident, you can count on the Dyer Law team to provide you with a helping hand when you need it, no matter what you're dealing with. Call the Dyer Law team at 402-393-7529 or visit Dyer.Law to chat with trusted professionals about your personal injury claim. That's D-Y-E-R dot law. Joining us now on the Warhorse Sportsbook Hotline is our old friend, DB, Damon Benning. What's going on, man? How, how are you fine people doing today? Oh, we are doing well. Just covering a lot of ground on a, uh, on a Monday here and imagining what it would have been like if Mike Sauter was the one that accidentally laid out Caitlin Clark after a basketball game. <laughs> oh, that, now, that would have been funny. So, wait, Robbie, tell him what, tell now, him, tell now, him what you minute. think that, you would have done. That would, that would be interesting. Cause he definitely would have stood over her, right? Challenged, yeah, yeah I was going to say he probably would have challenged <laughs> Robbie, like, say it. Robbie, go. Like one-on-one. What? what? He would have stood over and been like, what? <laughs> oh, he's... That that is his go-to, isn't it? What? You would like pop the chest out, you know? What? What? Yeah. What? yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I could see it. There were some weird angles, right? Like, yeah. One one angle, I thought, oh man, she got rocked, and then the next, I was like, ah, maybe not so bad. But I guess at the end of the day, um, I don't know. I just want people safe. Yeah. Right. So so that's a crazy that take, to- Damon. That's I don't. <laughs> So I don't really care about like whether she did really get hit hard or she didn't or yeah. whatever. I just don't want I just don't want athletes to be in that in that situation. It's, is that a, is that a, is that a hot take? That's a, that's a scalding no. hot take. Um, oh sure. <laughs> yeah, because I don't you know I don't I don't dis well 
I won't say anyone. There's very, very few people I, I dislike enough where it's like, oh, you got hurt. But do that again, right? I just, I'm, I'm in the I'm in the solutions business, Trey. So you just try to keep that from happening again. That's yeah. that's kind of the gist of it. The way I saw it was like it. I don't think she actually got hit that hard. I think it startled her more than anything. And like we've all been there, right? Like something oh, yeah. kind of comes out of nowhere and you almost overreact to it because you didn't see it coming. Like that's how I viewed that situation. Yeah, yeah. one 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 hundred one hundred percent. And I didn't get into the weeds of like the severity or. You know, whether it was media or not media, I'm just like, well, you she's know selling she, it. <laughs> yeah, selling she, the call. She, I just, I just don't want her to have to deal with it. You yeah. know, and yeah, I, I appreciate her talents, um, even though she, she drills the state schools almost every time she sees her. <laughs> but you know, that's okay. She's just a good player, and uh, I always want, I always want those people playing. Uh, DB, let's, uh, let's start off with I've. So Avery asked a super interesting question, so I'll let her ask it. But I want to start off am, with – Am I am I as big a fan of the Chiefs as she is? No. Uh, I don't know that any anybody is. Um, but so We I, won't go there. Your Steelers didn't help us at all. Oh, fuck. <laughs> we're, we're trying. I'm, I'm just glad my man Mike Tomlin is back. So we'll, we'll figure out the offensive side of the ball later. I, I want to start with Michigan here, right, because – I think it's it's more likely than not that Harbaugh ends up moving on to the NFL. Maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm right, whatever. But if he does, I, I'm kind of looking at possibilities for future head coach at Michigan, and it's kind of a weird job, right, because yeah. of how they view themselves not only in football but also how they view themselves in the academic world of, of college athletics. And so I think that really narrows down their, their search field more than it would most places coming off of a national title. Um, you know, I, I know a lot of people throw Sharon Moore out there. Uh, I know throw, some people have thrown Jesse Minner out there. Am I crazy to think maybe David Shaw's like the perfect guy to replace him again? Well, Shaw's kind of laying in the cut, isn't he? Um and he has some Michigan man tendencies. That's what I said, right? even though he's not, like, technically. Um, you know, <laughs> out in California, they they re- they recruited um, Caleb pretty hard early on. Um, and I think one of the sense – one of the – I mean, to the good or to the bad, right? Because I'm pairing this against – I'm pitting this against, I should say, like the David Shaw that I would hear – on draft day or the David Shaw that that I saw that was having a lot of success at at Stanford early on but the last couple of years hadn't really been like that right so you know um DJ or you know Rezac took um Caleb out to to their team camp and it was going well and and I was getting some insight early on because we were co- I was coaching and I said you know what do you what do you think is it does it does it fit and and you know DJ said oh it was well run it was organized you know I'm just not I'm not you got kind of this aura that there's things other than football that are really important to him mm-hmm. so I, I kind of stuck with me right kind of that um, that academia that professional that that hey we're more than just athletes kind of thing right. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, sorry, I, I, a couple months later, you know, I talked to Harrison Phillips quite a bit, and I was getting some insight because his defensive coordinator was the one that was recruiting Caleb pretty hard, and and I got and I got this just like deductive reasoning, right? I just kind of got this sense that it's not that football was secondary, not necessary. It's just that 
there was this totality of the of the of the thing of mm. being at Stanford playing football that was most important, right? And that's kind of how I feel about Michigan. And it's weird how you know Shaw went from the darling seven you know six seven years ago to Cali man we he got fired right mm-hmm. so um, it's like that line from Batman or whatever he said, you, you <laughs> live long enough to yeah yeah the hero villain thing right mm-hmm. or you die you live you either die a hero you, you, or you live long or enough live to long enough to be the, yeah, yeah. right so <laughs> I I get those vibes but that's kind of why I like more. Or, or mentor because there's just something about that job you know brandon williams is a is a michigan guy he went to central and had a heck of a uh, career there playing in the defensive backfield and and i and i talked to him from time to time about michigan um and it's there is this totality of image kind of this aura and oh by the way we want to be pretty good on the field too mm-hmm. i don't think that's for everybody mm-hmm. Right, so you you do have to kind of have somebody if if that's what they want to uphold, right? Because even for a guy like you know Brady Hoke, he just didn't seem polished enough, right? He 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 didn't didn't know how to blend getting a high caliber athlete. And I mean, that was the guy that I think would have enjoyed coaching two and three stars, right? Unfortunately, that's just not how Michigan wants to recruit either. So there has to be this balance. But you need the right kind of high caliber guys. That that um, it's it's hard to explain like the physical attributes or the emotional characteristics with it. But I there is definitely something to the term Michigan man. Like when you hear it, mm-hmm. you you kind of get an image of, of of what it is and and what it means to be. So I I think it's a really really tricky job. The image that I get is usually pretentious, but that's okay. Um, you know, and I don't mean it to neg- I don't mean it to the negative. No, I, right? know, I, I just know. think I, I think there's a, a way I think there's a way that you go about um doing your business cuz for even as even as much versatility as as Charles Woodson has, right? Mm-hmm. There's still this aura about him in terms of the the essence of who he is and a lot of it has to do with michigan right it's Mm -hmm. it's he looks he acts like a michigan man jim harbaugh acts like a michigan man there's just something that happens um within the walls of that culture that i i think isn't for everybody it's just it's just not i mean look how ward manuel carries himself I mean, he, you don't know if he works, if he's the head of the mafia or he's running <laughs> Apple, <laughs> right? He's very buttoned up. He has this image, and he gets things done. It's just they, they leave you kind of wondering what makes him tick, and I think that's a total Michigan thing. That kind of leads into the question I asked Ravi earlier about Jim Harbaugh taking these interviews with NFL teams because I said everywhere he goes, he's successful, but – Never is there like a headline or um, 
an article or the media never we never know why he's successful it just like is it's Jim Harbaugh so it's like successful but like when we break down the whole Michigan winning the national championship this year people talked about just like the team overcoming you know all the outside noise and then people were like Jim Harbaugh despite all but like no one ever tells you like how, how good is a guy that missed six games yeah like when Nick Saban retires we could tell you five different attributes on the spot like you know he's a great this he's a great that he develops coaches he's a great recruit all these things and then you get to Jim Harbaugh and it's like yeah I I mean I guess he gets it done but I couldn't sit here and tell you five things that makes him like a wonderful football mind because maybe he is but from the outside we don't ever hear like what he does football wise that like makes him a great coach I think it's three things number one it's confidence like he you know I, I got I saw this firsthand in in Indianapolis when he, he, you know, he had he talked after Coach Rule, and he was kind of waiting in the wings, underneath where he walked to get food, and and he was getting ready to, to talk, and and he just, at the time, I think I was thinking to myself, gosh, he he loves commanding the room. He mm-hmm. he's the maestro, right? He mm-hmm. you could just tell, he knew he was going to get questions about, yep. um, the NCAA, like he he held court. And I'm like, gosh, he's a supremely confident or secure individual. The other thing is he's highly competitive. Mm. Like, he, he's, he has such resolve. Because remember, they, they went through some transformations a little bit. He, he upped the recruiting profile yeah. a little bit. They, mm-hmm. they went through COVID. They kind of had the down year. He revamped his staff. Mm-hmm. Uh, quietly, he kind of pulled like a Kirk Ferentz, right, where – he went and got, you know, Kirk hired some Iowa guys. He went and got Hodge, and he got younger in the re- the recruiting office and brought back some former players. And not that that's always the answer, because Lord knows it's that, <laughs> that, that that's not always the answer. But quietly, he's so comp- – like, he just made – he made really good hires because he didn't stand pat. Hmm. Remember Gaddis? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He weren't sure it was going to work. He wanted to go tempo and spread. And then – the next year, it kind of worked, and then all of a sudden, he's gone. And then he lets go of a defensive coordinator, um, and and you know didn't like the blitz schemes. And so, he's constantly he he seems very demanding. And, and, and so I think, um, and Coach Rule has some tendencies like that, right? Like he he's never satisfied. And I yeah. think there's something about people that do that, and it's kind of underappreciated because you don't really yet or hear about it because nobody wants to complain oh gosh like this guy's never satisfied Mm -hmm. (laughs) constantly swapping this you know people just don't talk about that and then the other thing is is i think quietly he's he's made some good hires yeah yeah (laughs) you know his he has got some really good assistants i think he's got a fantastic um staff at, at at michigan and i always describe coach Harbaugh. he's crazy like a fox we were in chicago uh, one time, and he he pulled up, and he was waiting for a ride, and he's frantically talking on his phone in the lobby, and um, I'm kind of just waiting, watching, and and my my radio partner at the time is is is, is kind of a social guy, and so he just he was chomping at the bit to go talk to him, but he's kind of by himself, and I'm standing in the lobby. It's probably six o'clock at night. It, the the session's about over, and. Uh, Severe and I are going to walk over and get we're going to walk to go get some some fried chicken and I know weird right <laughs> uh, just funny detail 
<laughs> I wasn't going to say anything, DB. I wasn't going to say you anything. every detail. <laughs> so, I, and, and I, I just remember, like, I was listening to the conversation. He's walking, he's pacing, he's walking, he's pacing, he's walking, he's pacing. And so I was like, hey, you know, sorry to interrupt. Just want to shake your hand, man. You know, a, 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 appreciate kind of what, what you brought to the conference. And, I mean, he looked, he just looked dead at me. And he's like, oh. It's like, man, my wife, these kids, like, I need to be home. I need to be home. I got, I got to get home. Like, they're dri- they're driving her crazy. I, I, I need to be home. Like, okay. And I'm just like, Sick. of all the things I thought you were going to say <laughs> and who I thought you were talking to, yeah. that's not what I thought you were going to yeah. say. So I, I just think he's, I just think he's, he's crazy like a fox. Yeah. And 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 he's constantly one step ahead. Yeah. He's the only guy that parlays almost being on the outs and, and living in shrouds of darkness to, to better opportunities. He's mastered how to fall up, and mm-hmm. I think he's always one step ahead. I, I just – an underappreciated skill set, but he's definitely got it down. Well, I mean, he'll always be second place in falling up to Willie Taggart, but um... – <laughs> That's not going to forgive him for what he momentarily did to your your Florida State Seminoles, are you? Never. Um, <laughs> it's a quick two, two, quick two in the queue or whatever that was. One, one and a half. I, was, I don't even know if he got a full two, um, and it was it was still too long. Um, the, yeah. <laughs> listen, I wanted him to hire Lane. That's all I'm saying. I wanted Lane Kiffin. Um, it's, isn't it amazing how he's kind of stood pat? Well, I would. He must really like Oxford because. He seems like a guy. I mean, look at him in the portal again this year. Even losing Junkins, it's like, eh, no big deal. Mm-hmm. Let's get that guy out. So no, their their roster is going to be nuts next year. Dude, they, I know they're 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 going to be their top three in the conference, and it's like, and he's done it quietly with good defense and, and being able to run the ball, and it's like, and all I, all I ever can hear him say in my head is, "Come to the sip, right?" I mean, he's just. <laughs> No big deal. I, I, don't, I don't know, man. Life, life is good for Lane. He might. I think he's found it. Speaking of like strange guys to have an interaction with, Lane is on that list. Yeah. So he's one of the guys that I, I, we, I, we Andrew and I came up with a short list. This was a couple summers ago about, and this is when he was huge on Coach Rule, and I, and I was like, there's no way. And he's like, no, I want Coach Rule. This was before it was really kind of popular. Yeah. I think I had like Lane. Oh, like I, I'd have taken Lane in a heartbeat. I, like two or three, and at that time, just to show you what a genius I am, like <laughs> I still had a, I, I still had Aranda in my top five. I did too. No, I liked Aranda. So, so it's like, and I mean, you get new information. It's it's fluid, yeah, but yeah. Um, I'll die yeah, on the Matt I, Campbell hill, and I probably have. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm team. I'm team Campbell, class act. Yeah, um, really good recruiter. Uh, straight shooter. I, I like the. He's somebody where, like, if you know, if something happened to you and he he had to watch somebody you care about, like, you feel like okay, he he'll, he'll figure out. You're in to, good hands there. You're in good hands. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I I'm Team Campbell. Yeah, Lane is. I I ran into him at the College World Series a couple now, of years Lane, ago. Now Lane, I don't. I would <laughs> say the same thing not, about. Not sure. But I, <laughs> but I would. But I wouldn't mind him coaching my team. I don't. I don't know where they would end up. Right. I mean, I'd, I'd be gone for a couple of months, and <laughs> I could see Caleb calling me. I'm like, where are you? Oh, you know, I'm. Um, some uncharted island with Coach. Ke- what? <laughs> I'm not sure I'd let him watch my dog, but I would let him coach my football team. Yeah, um, yeah, he he definitely can coach. No, he's a very strange guy to interact with. I only met him briefly at the College World Series, but it seems like when he's not 
coaching or talking about football that there is just nothing going on behind the eyes. It's the most bizarre. And maybe he just was like, hey, just take this picture, get out of here. Maybe that's what it was. But it was like a very straight – it was almost like talking to like a really Nick, realistic – Nick Sirianni? It, <laughs> no, well, it, it was like talking to like a really realistic robot. It was weird. Yeah. It's <laughs> good, like I said. You, you listened to Sirianni this last week. Oh my goodness! Um, let's uh, speaking of Sirianni. Let's switch gears to uh, to NFL here. Um, obviously, you've got your NFC and AFC championship games set. Uh, but I'm, I'm curious what you think about Buffalo because they've obviously been right there with Kansas City for the last few years, but haven't been able to get over that hump. How do you weigh in your mind the, hey, we're right there, we need to stay the course, versus, like, obviously we haven't been able to get over this hump, we need to do something different? So they, they got a – that's a great question. They have to focus on what – so the natural tendency, especially in the NFL, is what do we have to do to beat Team X, mm-hmm. right? Buffalo has most of that. They just don't have Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. So so Buffalo can't be fooled by the fool's goal. Buffalo needs to stay within what they do. They need to go get another wide receiver. They probably they got to go get another cornerback and they they got to go get a D tackle, right? Mahomes isn't going anywhere anytime soon. Mm-hmm. And Allen outside of probably, you know, I'm not going to apologize for being a great talent cuz he is, but I mean outside of probably four plays he he may have been the best player on the field mm-hmm. yesterday. He just wasn't. He just didn't make the plays that Mahomes did. And, and remember, Mahomes got the great catch from Scantling. Yeah. And he got he got the commitment from Pacheco when it mm-hmm. mattered. Which, mm-hmm. for the life of me, I can't figure out why Buffalo got away from Cook. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, I I don't know. I mean, they'll have to revisit that, but. Buffalo's just got to keep it in now. So, again, you, you got to go get another wide receiver. I mean, Davis is a free agent. Um, you're getting inconsistency. Maybe you like Shakur. He's still not a number one. You know, and, and Diggs, for, for whatever anybody wants to say about Dorsey, Diggs hasn't been the same since Dorsey hadn't been there. So maybe it's age. Maybe it's coincidence. I don't know. But they, they got to figure out how to get how to get Diggs going again. And, and they've, they've got to get a little more stout up front against the run. I saw something in the break that said that the Bills had the ball for 37 minutes and they ran 31 more plays than the Chiefs. Like, I don't remember it's, that looking like they had 31 more plays than the Chiefs. It's, it's, it's the Mahomes factor. He, you're afraid to give him the ball regardless of how much time is or isn't on the clock. Yeah. You just think when it, when it matters, he's going to find a way – to, to make a play, and he doesn't need a lot of cracks at it. You know, there was a stretch where I felt like it got away from Buffalo where I felt like they should have been up probably 10 or 13, and they were up three, mm-hmm. and, I, and I felt like they were, they were going to be in trouble. You know, Kansas City couldn't um, convert to touchdowns in the red zone, and they were kicking field goals, and I'm like, God, it feels like Buffalo should, yeah. should be up more at the half. Yeah, and they weren't, and you you just can't give um, a winner, a talented winner, that many cracks at it. And and he figured out a way. He he made some throws, especially on a couple of checkdowns along the sidelines where he scrambles. Because 
How cool was it to see that those were the two quarterbacks that led the league in terms of avoiding sacks? Mm -hmm. So you knew it wasn't going to be about pass rush. It was yeah. going to be about <laughs> it was going to be about who could make the most plays. And and you know Kansas City's defense was probably the best unit on the field yesterday. A little yeah. bit better than their offense. A little bit better than Buffalo's offense, and certainly better than Buffalo's defense. But I've liked Kansas City's secondary and that defense for a long time. DB, about a minute left here. So as I'm sitting here as a 49ers fan, I'm looking across the aisle and I'm going, okay, uh, the Ravens might scare me the most in terms of how that game has gone, but you just went through a very good job of describing why I never want to play Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> um, where is it Ravens? Like, is that the answer who I want to play? Is that is that the right answer? Well, I like listen. I like Lamar Jackson, but I love Patrick Mahomes. Um, I think Spagnola will have something for Lamar Jackson to force him to have to throw the ball. I think Kansas City's got to shore up their linebacking play mm -hmm. a little bit. But uh, I, I, I think Baltimore is the most complete team. But they don't have Patrick Mahomes, and I know what I'm saying. I know. What I'm I know. Like, I know. Lamar, ja Lamar Jackson is incredible. He's not he Patrick Mahomes. He, he doesn't win when it counts. Yeah. It so it's, uh, it, I mean, and I hate to discount the Lions because they're, they're, they're on a heater. But if it's Niners, Chiefs, or Niners, Ravens, I'm not complaining. But it's hard not to cheer for Dan Campbell. No offense, Robert. Hey, come on, man. Uh, no. DB, we, how dare you? Uh, we appreciate it, as always. I'm sure we well, will. Well, the 49ers are my pick to win the Super Bowl, so you're okay. That's right. Sorry. Let, let just ride with that pick. Don't don't get crazy yeah, on me, DB. You, got, you guys are good. All right. We'll talk to you again soon, buddy. Anytime. Bye, DB.